Hi there, and welcome to Vox Talk, your weekly review from the world of voiceover. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. How do you build a successful voiceover career and reach the top of the online casting sites? Joining me from his studio in Los Angeles is Maxwell Glick. You've likely heard Maxwell's voice working for companies including Nickelodeon, Hasbro, Marvel, and Lego. He's also been the voice of Bubbles the Elephant for the learning experience for over a decade. A member of Voices.com since 2011, Maxwell's dedication to the craft and doing amazing work for our clients has helped him to achieve top talent status. Congratulations and welcome to the show, Maxwell. Oh, thanks, Stephanie. That was quite an intro. (laughs) I appreciate it. So lovely to see you. And oh my gosh, like I think for all the years you've been on Voices, we've not ever had a chat like this right here where we're like talking to each other in real time. So I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, you've been on Voices for over a decade, signed up in 2011, as I'd said, and I'm sure of it that you were a voice actor before you were on Voices. But but tell us, Maxwell, how did you get started in the voice acting business? Sure. Uh, I mean, you know, I started as an actor on screen, uh, still do that. And I, when I moved to L.A., I just thought... I can do this, you know, I, I can do this too. So I, I took a couple, um, you know, voice acting classes and yeah, I started to, you know, get some things. And then once I saw that there was a way for me to actually take matters into my own hands and get online and audition for a ton of projects, I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely was acting before I started auditioning online, but, uh, once I started auditioning online, then it just all exploded. It did indeed. And you've done so very well. And, uh, you know, like, I know you've always been into characters, like, you know, from your Mr. Cheesy Pop to to just doing any number of neat things. You're, you're a frequent visitor to Disney. Like you, you've just got, I know that you are so into the character space. And, um, right before we did our, our session here today, I took some time and looked up Bubbles, the elephant, because I was unfamiliar. And, and my goodness, what a voice you have. Like you're the singing and speaking voice of this character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so like, what does so obviously that that's a good combo in animation to have the singing and speaking voice be the same character but but tell me like from your standpoint as someone who's actually doing it uh, what does it require of you to do both of those for the character Mm good question bubbles wow yes uh, <laughs> and it's funny i actually have a bubble session tomorrow so ah. uh, and i've been doing it so long and originally booked on voices. Oh, really? Which is unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, so Crazy. there are things that I don't know. You've just, you've taught me something. I'll have to tell the team how cool that is. That's yeah. great. Yes. Originally on voices and over a decade. I mean, I think this is 10 years of doing bubbles. Um, yeah. And that, and that actually is, is that started as just kind of a, a smaller thing. And then like, I, originally didn't have to sing in the audition and then i think they just started building and building more around that character and then they also saw oh i can sing too so let's make songs and yeah but when i do a session like bubbles i mean it's you just need a ton of stamina and you you gotta be you have to 
Like I can't do that first thing in the morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> or if it is at 9 a.m., then I, I better wake up a few hours before that and and <laughs> um, do some some warm ups because uh, and his his voice is his voice is way up here and um, I'm also singing in that voice too, which is mm-hmm. a whole other you know so. Uh, that's a lot of stamina, a lot of warm up, um, a lot of water. Yes, <laughs> and, <I was> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, and I, and you have to, with bubbles, I'm, my, my body is really into it also. And with a lot of those animated characters, especially for kids, which I do a ton of, the body is moving and I'm standing and some things I'm sitting for like, uh, audiobooks, but when I'm doing a high energetic character like that my body is up and moving and so that that's another thing yeah Yeah. well i was i I must say i was watching the videos for probably a good 20 minutes and it was a great compilation someone put together just bubbles moments and i'm like so so i had this on in my office there and i thought oh my gosh like that is a lot of singing and um just but it's so good and just so Mm -hmm. important and and i know it's for early childhood learning Mm-hmm. Right, like that's kind of the audience, and it's geared toward yeah. that, and and just uh, extensive, and so yeah, it's always been kind of a thing in voiceover, especially animation. If you can sing, that's amazing. But also, yeah. like if your character speaks higher than you normally do, it's not a voice for first thing in the morning, as you say. It's kind of a little later, maybe once you've had that coffee or or whatever yeah. it's been, you know, to help you get there. So it's very cool. Right. Uh, so yeah, and I know bubbles might be a little different, but I'm sure you have a process as uh, you do for your characters, but. Um, how do you prepare for a voice acting role? Sure. Uh, I think a lot of times, and what I've found with auditioning, especially online, is uh, my first instinct is usually the one that you get hired for. You know, I always like tell people, you know, you just want to use your voice. Don't try to be anybody else. In my preparation, it's like, okay, well, what did they hire me for? And then obviously you're given then a whole lot more once you get a job with all of the different stage directions and, and, and whatnot in there. How can I now give them even more of what they want? And that's, I like to give them, you know, a bunch of different takes or if we're doing it live, then it's great. We can just really play around. The prep kind of just originates with the audition and, you know, I'll talk to whoever's casting it maybe. Once you get the job, get some basic questions from them. Oh, did you like what I did in that? Do you want a few different variations? Do you want more energy here? Do you want less? Do you want it more conversational here? Uh, So those are some nice little keywords to ask, I think, in your prep. Right. And the script does tell you a lot, you know, like yeah. when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, okay, I got to do this, that, and the other. And and whether or not you've been hired, it could be an audition and you're just kind of working through it. It's it's like being yourself, bringing that authenticity to what you're doing. It, it just, yeah. not only is it just good and easy because, you know, it, it comes naturally to you, but it's also something that would set you apart. Like no one else is Maxwell Glick. No one else can bring what you bring to that audition. So I imagine that's that's also a wonderful part of why you're booking is, is that you are being yourself. So uh, another one of the clients uh, is actually Duolingo. And Duolingo is, yeah. you know, known around the world for helping other people to learn languages. So I, it got my wheels turned. I thought, oh, that is so interesting. I, I wonder what Maxwell's doing with them. Do you mind sharing a bit of about that with us? Sure, yeah. Duolingo, they're another repeat voices client. 
Um, and I often will play teen voice for uh, English learners. So I do the English part and they write fun little stories that teach people whatever language you're, you're, you're learning. And so I will voice different characters. Some of them are repeat characters uh, in, in these fun little stories that just teach people English. And sometimes I'm doing them for people that are just learning. So the speed of the read is much slower and more pronounced like this. And then sometimes it is more of the intermediate learners. So you can speed it up and talk more at a normal pace. Yeah, there are all these fun little sketches and they're funny, <laughs> which is, yeah. Yeah, like little vignettes, I was going to say. They're, Pull a yes. artistic word in yeah, the vignettes. Yes, I like yeah. it. Yeah, nice. they're, they're really cute. Yeah. I like how you explain it because it's there are different kinds of users on the Duolingo platform, of course, and, and uh, or using the app, I should say. And and you could be a beginner or uh, someone who's more comfortable with conversational. And I'm sure there's some that uh, might even help those who already speak the language very well do even better. Mm -hmm. So you probably speak faster for those people because they don't yes. need to, you know, have that kind of a latent kind of waiting to get there. But but that's I find is really interesting because every kind yeah. of voiceover work there is out there has a different audience and a different reason for why you might be reaching them and for what you've just said there like not everyone would think oh well this is for an you know ESL English as a second language you know yeah. listener how do we approach this differently than for a native speaker and so that that is a challenge and I'm glad that you get to kind of go through the various speeds you know for the, the different proficiency levels that that you're speaking to so and everyone just loves that green bird you know, like I love like every time I see that logo, it makes me so happy. They are. Yeah, they're they're a fun company. So um, yeah. that's been a neat one to work for. Well, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, when I saw it, I'm like, I am going to talk to him about that. That looks really cool. And so you've mentioned, Maxwell, that you go into studios sometimes, or I imagine clients will want to bring you in. Sure, there's a lot of remote work uh, that you're doing, too. Um, but a lot of people just, they feel really uncomfortable going into a recording studio, especially if, you know, with COVID and it's it's been a while maybe for some people right. getting out of their house. And there's so many new people, as you know, coaching. There's so many new people coming in the industry, yeah. and they don't know the first thing about stepping into an LA recording studio or one in New York. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, what sorts of things, how do you handle the pressure of recording in a studio? Uh, for me, it's, I'm just prepared. Just be a professional, go in knowing your material, knowing what is required of you, and then just have fun. Because... It's a treat when you get to go into a big professional studio and you got someone on the other end doing all the editing and mastering. And yes, yes. You, <laughs> it's the best thing ever, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. As long as you're prepared and professional, then just go in and have fun because that's a blast. <laughs> it really is. Um, and they, to me, it's like, Oh, this is easy. I get to just pop in and I don't have to worry about sending files and I don't have to worry about anything. I just go do my job. Have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Having fun, I think is critical. And you got to like, you know, make friends in the studio and, and get through the reads. Or if you're you're nervous, like, 
they're there to help you. As you said, they're they're supportive. Yeah. I mean, you know, they want to get their work done as quickly as possible, too, so they can do whatever else. So, like, everyone's on the same team with it. Um, and it's, a, I don't know, I think it's a really good experience to have a director either in your ear or in the other end uh, across the way just giving you, okay, well, now try it this way. Go three different ways on that line. And uh, I've learned a ton from doing those kind of sessions, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you have. Is there anything that comes to mind? Some little tidbit that someone helped when they were directing that's always just stuck with you and you've brought it to other sessions? I think that like the three in a row kind of thing, um, using that is, I think it's a great way to show your own range and learn actually what your range is on something because you could take one line that you were like, oh, this is how I had planned it. And then the director's like, why don't you try it this way with a bit more energy at the top and then you just kind of fade out the end. And you, the, the, you'll learn that there's so many different ways to do one line, let's say. Especially when you already have the job, so <laughs> you can really get to play around. Go for it. Yeah, that's a great point. If you already have the job, it's not that you should be thinking, oh, they're going to kick me out or like, it's like, don't get imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. why'd they hire me? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, well, they did. So you're there and you just kind of sit and play, as you say. I think that that's, that's part of it because people think, oh, it's a, it's a job. It's work. I shouldn't be having fun. But, you know, that's not true in voiceover. No, 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 no. It's, it's, come on, it's the best part. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. And and since you've been now been doing this for a long time, and as you said, started with acting first as a foundation and then into voice acting, uh, you know, you've achieved top talent status on voices, which is a huge achievement. And uh, for, yeah, you're welcome. And, and for some people listening today who aren't aware of what that means, to be a top talent like Maxwell, you need to have booked at least like 100 jobs. That's kind of the, the bar you need to get over first. 100 jobs on the Voices platform. And, you know, every year you need to complete 10 jobs within the last 12 months to maintain that status. And you need to have an overall four-star rating, which, again, means that you're doing great work and that people enjoy working with you. So not just getting the work, but but doing a great job, too. So um, how do you do it? Like, can you give us some <laughs> advice? Like, what's a day in the life like for you, auditioning and, and yeah. booking and, and just doing <clears throat> the awesome? Yeah, uh, I I mean, I think, you know, consistency, it's really key. Um, And, you know, then just professionalism uh, and just being a nice person. uh, That helps a lot. Um, But yeah, and you're, but really, um, like a day in my life, yeah, I, I, I wake up, I have my breakfast, I get right to auditions. And, so that's the first thing I tackle in the morning, and that's that's every morning. Uh, see what auditions come in, do them. So every day, and you need to be you need to be doing it every day like that. Um, so because if you're not, <laughs> like, I, it's just I, I mean, well, you you won't get top talent status, that's for sure. Um, but and it's going to be hard to to really make it if you're not doing it every single day and treating it like a job, um, and that's what I 
I do that. I have a routine. It's every morning's the auditions, and then it's okay. Well, what job do I have today? And uh, so I'll do those uh, right after my auditions, let's say. Um, and then the day, but every day is different, you know, which is super fun. But every day kind of starts the same with the the auditions, uh, and they're usually first thing in the morning, and some trickle in throughout the day. And so I'll, you know, I see some come in. Oh, back in the studio, do some <laughs> auditions. Or I'm in the studio already doing a job and time out, audition time. Okay, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, consistency. Yeah. I say you're West Coast. So I imagine mm-hmm. with a, a lot of the auditions come in before the crack of early where you are. So right. um, do you get up earlier than the average person, would you say, just so you can catch those East Coast auditions? Or, or are um, you kind of, you know, no, staying on West Coast time? No, I'm still staying on West Coast time. I think that's fine. I, uh, I'm, I'm doing my auditions, let's say, 9 a.m. So that's not bad. No, and that's encouraging, actually, Maxwell, because I bet there are very few voice actors who want to be up at 6 a.m. auditioning, no. right? Like, no, no, just don't, to, yeah, so. Don't do that. No, no, <laughs> if, if you can get more sleep, because it affects your voice, right? It totally yeah. affects how you'll sound and, and how well you're prepared for the day. And yeah, and you mentioned breakfast. So I got to ask you, is it the same thing every day? Is there some predictability there? Or do you like to, to do it a little differently? What's, what's your style? Now, I'm pretty routined with the with the breakfast, <laughs> which, yeah, um, I have like, uh, like, a, like a medley of healthy cereal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like so, like kashi puffins, like that mm-hmm. kind of cereal. Yeah. Some granola, uh, berries, banana. Yeah. That uh, sounds like protein. That's so, energy, so, man. So just yeah, that, and 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 my coffee to get going, and then yeah. Wonderful. So pretty, pretty routined. But that's what you want to hear in some ways, right? Because yeah. if you at least know what breakfast will be, <laughs> then yeah. you, you're that much further ahead. You don't have to mm-hmm. think too hard about it. Just thinking about how, yeah. you know, someone like a Steve Jobs would wake up every day and wear the exact same outfit because right. why bother with that having to go through every day? What am I wearing, right? Right. So, yeah, I think that if you do what works for you and, and definitely a, a predictable breakfast probably sets the tone for even the kind yeah. of reads you might do, how it affects it your voice and, and so mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Does. Right on. It's true. Absolutely. Well, I'm so happy to hear that you've got the routine. And I'm glad that you're not so stuck in your routine that you can't audition here and there for something. Or if you get called out for, you know, go on camera today, do voiceover tomorrow, whatever it might be, you're flexible. And, and that's what it takes in this business. You have to be able to to change up some things and and just go with the flow a bit. So yeah, that's great. And I love that. I, you know, because as much as you have to be kind of routined with some things. Yeah, like you were saying, you got to be flexible. And I love that. Every every day is totally different. Totally different. So, I mean, here we are in the middle of the day. We're, we're talking, you know, like, <laughs> which is great. Uh, so every day is so different. I love that. Yeah. 
Indeed. No, that's great. So I know that you're coaching. And of course, that that's kind of a, a cool thing to be doing because you can impart so much of the wisdom you've learned over the last however many years, but also all the, the little things that you've learned not to do. <laughs> I'm sure that you're like, my students will never make this mistake because I did and it was awful. But, but what is it about the teaching that you love so much? Because you have experience and clearly are, are booking a lot in on camera and off. Um, but, but what drives you to want to teach? Oh, wow. I I just, it is amazing watching uh, my students pick up something and then you could just see like the light turn on in their eyes and in their voices and then be like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. And you're like, yeah, I didn't either. And then I learned all this and now <laughs> it's just so cool to give it, give back to people. Uh, and boy, it is it's so incredibly gratifying to to see that happen. Um, I had so I I just started coaching uh, last year, and uh, when my first student got he booked a voices job, and that was the first one, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening! This is amazing. <laughs> uh, so that's. That that's all I need. I mean, wow. Yeah. Just seeing the the recognition and seeing that little click. Oh, yeah, I got it. Um because you don't because like honestly, you don't where do you learn this kind of stuff? I I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, uh, I just think it's neat to be able to give back to people because I've spent over a decade doing this now and uh, there's so many opportunities for people today to do this, um, and it's so accessible. And so, yeah, I was like, why not? I think I want to do this. And it's been so fun seeing people succeed that I've taught. So, And that's the proof is in the pudding, right? Like if your students are booking, you know that you're doing something really great for them. I think that is the best any coach can hope for and teacher. So I, I love it. That's so yeah. good. So my goodness, Maxwell, I, I'm glad that we finally got on the show together and had some chats. And maybe when I'm in L.A. sometime, uh, we'll go out and have a big old voiceover mixer and, and bring everyone Let's together. It. Let's awesome. do it. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. It was so good to see you. Thanks, Stephanie. I really appreciate you having me. And that's the way we saw the world through the lens of voiceover this week. Thank you for listening and for following Vox Talk. Thank you also to our very special guest, Maxwell Glick. If you'd like to learn more about Maxwell's work and his coaching services, you can visit maxwellglickvo.com. For Voices, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. Vox Talk is produced by Jeff Bremner. We're so happy you joined us, and we're excited to see you next week. Mm-hmm.